Welcome to the Frontier Psychiatrist podcast. Schizophrenia is more dangerous than a car crash, and treating it saves lives. Challenging truths about a challenging illness in the wake of the radar trial by Owen Scott Muir, MD. The Frontier Psychiatrist is a newsletter and a podcast, and it's what you're listening to. It's a health-themed publication created by Owen Scott Muir, MD. This is a brief detour from my recent series on medications, many of which have had a critical slant. Those have included takes on Risperidone, Depakote, Geodon, Ambien, Prozac, Xanax, Clonopin, Loracidone, Olanzapine, Zorazolone. Too many. Like, I write all this by myself every day, and I would encourage you to consider subscribing. Uh, today, I'm going to address what happens when schizophrenia is not treated, and even if it is. It has high morbidity and mortality, a problem that medications address effectively. Not without cost, but the best data suggests that treatment is better than no treatment for most people. I'm going to cut to the chase. Psychotic is a word we use commonly in chit-chat to denote something is bad, unreasonable, wrong, deranged. Nothing is beguiling about the word. It's a thing to deny in oneself. I'm not psychotic. Understanding psychosis. Some people don't get that luxury. Some people are honest-to-goodness psychotic. They don't get to deny it blithely. Most of us do not know what that means. Some of us do, and some smaller portions are blessed with the ability to spend times on both sides of the psychotic equation. I will define the term. Psychosis refers to a collection of symptoms that affect the mind, where there has been some loss of contact with reality. During an episode of psychosis, a person's thoughts and perceptions are disrupted, and they may have difficulty recognizing what is real from what is not. End quote. The most common illness we associate with psychosis is schizophrenia. Psychosis can occur with depression, bipolar disorder, and other maladies. Depression and mania are mood states. We refer to these as, when they're mixed with psychotic symptoms as affective disorders in psychiatry. Uh, a brief grammar note brought to you by Grammarly, a tool I use and sadly am not paid to promote. Quote, Is affective just another word for effective? Are the two words similar and entangled in the way verbs affect and effect are? No. Affective is not just another word for effective. There's an A and an E that's different. And affective and effective are not derived from the verbs affect and effect. They come from the nouns affect and effect. End quote. There is a difference in the literature and in the lives of patients when it comes to illnesses that have affective psychosis and non-affective psychosis. Most of the anti-psychiatry crowd focuses on affective disorders and argues about the side effects of those treatments. Less attention is paid to non-affective psychosis because it's not as compelling an argument. These are challenging illnesses either way and are associated with significant morbidity. Those are impairments in life and mortality, early death. Uncured or worse, 1937. 
As far back as 1937, authors noted the grim prospect in the long-term course of schizophrenia. In this context, I'm largely referring to non-effective psychosis, where the delusions or hallucinations are not tied to mood episodes. Quote, Of the 100 cases, 66% were uncured or worse after the lapse of 6 to 10 years with persisting process and progress of symptoms or in an effective state after the course had run, 13% were improved and 4% were cured with defects. 17% were completely cured. End quote. The prognosis is poor, 2010. By 2010, with decades more data, the conclusion was much the same. Schizophrenia sucks, even compared to other admittedly bad illnesses. Quote, our 26-year longitudinal study and other longitudinal studies confirm older views that outcomes for schizophrenia, while showing some variation for different schizophrenia patients, is still significantly poorer than for other psychiatric disorders." End quote. A large NIMH follow-up study with 2 to 10 years of time following patients from a first episode that required hospitalization demonstrated, quote, the sample showed substantial functional impairment and levels of symptoms with only about 20% of the sample demonstrating a good outcome. The not good outcomes look like this, quote, 78% of the sample suffered a relapse and 38% attempted suicide. 24% had episodes of major affective illness subsequently. End quote. Beyond psychiatric problems, we tend to focus on the role of bad psychiatric outcomes as psychiatrists. Still, the medical outcomes are similarly troubling, including high smoking rates, metabolic syndrome, heart disease, HIV, hepatitis C, and other medical illnesses. Overall, this leads to an extremely disheartening finding. Having schizophrenia is an illness that takes a tremendous toll on the individual and their family and leads to early death and disability at unacceptably high rates. Quote, Persons with schizophrenia have an exceptionally short life expectancy. High mortality is found in all age groups, resulting in a life expectancy of approximately 20 years below that of the general population. Evidence suggests that persons with schizophrenia may not have seen the same improvements in life expectancy as the general population during the past decades. Thus, the mortality gap not only persists, but may have actually increased. End quote. Comparisons are useful, and if we look at HIV after the introduction of highly active antiretroviral therapy, we find, quote, HIV-related mortality decreased from 6.5 to 1.3 per 100,000 of the population. That's an 80% decrease. New HIV diagnoses declined 66%, and there was a consequent estimated decline of HIV incidence from 42% all told. And if we compare that to schizophrenia in the largest meta-analysis I could find, we see that the mortality risk for patients with schizophrenia is 1,249 per 100,000. And we're comparing that to 6.5 to 1.3 per 100,000 for HIV. Psychosis is bad compared to other bad things. The mortality from schizophrenia is 19,215% higher than from pre-highly active antiretroviral therapy HIV infection and 96,000% higher than from HIV with heart treatment. 
So if you had to choose between HIV and schizophrenia, HIV is safer with or without treatment. To make this point even more clearly, even having a car crash has only a 0.77% fatality rate or 770 out of 100,000. So if you had to choose between a car crash and schizophrenia, the car crash is safer. Those outcomes are not good enough. Schizophrenia is impairing and dangerous to your life, especially if untreated. Other psychiatric illnesses are also. Psychiatric medications can modify the risks to your life in the right direction, even with those risks. Tapering them, as we saw in the recent RADAR trial, lead authored by a critical psychiatrist and published in The Lancet just this week, doesn't make it any better. Quote, at two-year follow-up, a gradual supported process of antipsychotic dose reduction had no effect on social functioning and further made it worse. Quote, there were 93 adverse events in the reduction group and 64 in the maintenance group. It includes twice as many deaths. This is in a research study and that's a huge deal. The way to look at this is the probability of relapse is bad and it's statistically more likely with more than double the likelihood if you're randomized to a taper protocol. Antipsychotic medication saves lives. It has burdens. These choices are difficult. We need to do better, but the haters are incorrect. We have done better than nothing, even with imperfect tools, even when examined by those who have an ax to grind with those very tools. The treatment of schizophrenia save lives. Stay humble, faced with suffering, and carry on. This has been your host, Owen Scott Muir, MD. If you've enjoyed this, share it with your friends, leave a five-star review, and check out the Frontier Psychiatrists, plural, at substack.com. And uh, consider subscribing.